Hi, this is Kylie, and you're listening to episode 47 of Fix Her Up. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Happy New Year. If you've listened to other episodes and have decided to come back and listen to some more, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Happy New Year. So my voice might be a little bit raspy. For that, I apologize. I had that annoying cold that everybody had, and now it's just kind of like a lingering cough. So I will try to keep the coughing fits to a minimum, as if that's something I could control. (laughs) I will try not to laugh as much because when I laugh, that's when I start to cough, which is a bummer because I like to laugh. Okay. Anyways, for this episode, I'm going to give you a wrap up of the family saga because I can actually kind of wrap it all up to present today. That makes me very happy. If you'd like to catch up, the last one I did was episode 44 about like the Thanksgiving dilemma. But if you want to completely catch up on the whole story, or if you haven't listened to any of the story before, there's several of these. There's uh, episode 35, 36, 39, and then 41 through 44, which kind of amazes me because I feel like that's kind of a lot of episodes. Oops, sorry. I can't laugh. Damn it. See, I'm trying very hard not to start laughing and coughing like crazy. Okay. So anyways, I'm going to dive right in here. So if I'm remembering correctly before the Thanksgiving episode, I think the last part we left off was my mom definitely thought that the fire department was trying to harm her and she definitely had an infection still. Okay. I think that's where we left off. So You know, I told her I would confirm that the fire department wasn't trying to harm her, but I didn't make those phone calls. I just assumed it's probably not, you know, (laughs) probably something that did not happen. And the infection, they put her on some other meds. I finally got her onto a different type of antibiotic that she hadn't built up a tolerance for. So that worked. So that was good. And it was also good because you cannot do a neuro evaluation on cognitive abilities while you have an active infection that messes with your cognitive abilities, you know, they wouldn't be able to tell what's what. So we had to wait for her to clear all of the infections before we could do that test. As soon as we got her back onto the new meds, she cleared up pretty quickly, you know, and I was able to notice it week by week as she was getting cognitively better and more present. There was only an occasional comment about the dogs. And one time I went to visit her, and she was like, do you hear them? Do you hear them? And all I heard was the wind, actually. So I just told her I only heard the wind. I don't know. I mean, I didn't hear anything. So, you know, I said that. And I did finally hear from the doctor who did the dementia analysis. It took a couple of weeks for the doctor to call us and give us a whole lowdown on it. And we had a very lengthy conversation about it. Apparently, there's no, you know... Uh, mental deterioration outside of normal things for aging people. And they said she actually scored higher than average on most of the scale, which I was kind of shocked at. And I was I was shocked at the whole analysis, actually, because I thought for sure there was something else going on. And the doctor said that she was shocked based on the reports that she had read prior to doing the tests. You know, she said that she thought the results were going to be very, very different. And so did I. Apparently... All of the craziness and the crazy comments and stuff was brought on by 
infections. I guess she had like a UTI and she had a different infection on top of that. And then she had anesthesia brain, which is a thing for elderly people. And all of the stress from the surgeries and the moving and and her meds changing around so much, like it kind of did her in for a while, apparently. And there's no other mental cognition issues going on. And I I was shocked. Like I still kind of am, you know, it's, it's weird, you know? So, I mean, the doctor said that in her professional opinion, you know, my mom's biggest obstacle is the physical stuff not any of the mental stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of good, right? That's like one hurdle. That's, uh, I guess we sailed over. (laughs) But that kind of leads me right into the next part of this saga. You know, so my mom was originally cut off from like the intensive therapy back in September. And she got more therapy approved in October. And by November, she had maxed out on that. So she wasn't having the intense therapy, but she was doing more occupational therapy and situational, I guess that's called occupational therapy, where they, you know, like if she has to go to the toilet and they practice the transfers and practice reaching things on shelves and putting on clothes and all of those things. That's called occupational therapy, I believe. So she was getting some of that and she was getting better and better every single day which we were very happy for because she was working very hard at it. And there was even a couple days where she was taking some steps on her own, but always within kind of reaching distance of somebody if something were to happen. At this point, we hadn't heard that she couldn't go back to her supportive living. So we were hopeful that that was something that could be like attainable for her. So, you know, we were keeping our fingers crossed. And I was, you know, silently praying that she was able to do that so she could be independent as, you know, for a little bit longer at least or something. Well, nope. Universe said no. Before I get there, though, my mom and I did have some nasty text messages going back and forth. And by nasty, I mean, she was being an asshole. And I pushed back for a hot minute. And I was kind of a little bit of an asshole, too. But I did keep my shit together. (laughs) I think, at least I hope I did. As I was packing up to go visit her right before Thanksgiving, she was sending over these never ending lists of things that she needed. After the third list of crap, including Cheetos, some specific powder, and now she's obsessed with cheesecakes. So that's on the list too. (laughs) So this was the point where I kind of lost it. Like I'm trying to run around and bring her some stuff. I was bringing her some pumpkin pie. I was bringing her some Christmas decorations. I was trying to go to her house and get some more clothes. I was going to have to run to the store and buy a bunch of stuff. And then I wanted to get her mail. And this is all before Thanksgiving. So the store is going to be crazy. The traffic is going to be crazy. You know, like it was just a lot. And she's just sending these lists, 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 lists. And so I finally lost it. And I just responded. I said, enough with the list, Linda. I am not a fucking waitress. And then I got in the car and I didn't tell her I was actually coming out that day because I wanted to surprise her with all this stuff for Thanksgiving and everything. So I got in the car and then I went and took forever to get there. I started late because I was actually on the phone with her doctor 
about the results of her cognitive tests. So that kind of set me back an hour or so. By the time I got to her apartment, it was hours later, and I was packing all the stuff up for her. And then she sends me like this super nasty text message. And it was in response to my waitress comment. (laughs) She sent something along the lines of, no, you're a daughter who wants to leave her mother to go crazy with the other inmates of the asylum or something to that effect. I just remember looking at it and I was literally like about to walk out the apartment door and I'm like, oh, you know, I was just like, you could just turn around, Kylie. You could just turn around and go home after you'd been doing this stuff for hours. But I didn't. I did not do that. So instead, I went to her rehab, which is right across the street, not even a street street, like the parking lot street. And I walk in the door and she's like, oh, my, I had no idea you were coming today. I'm surprised to see you. And I just looked at her like straight to her face and said, especially after the nasty text message you just sent me, huh? I was pissed. I was so pissed. I proceeded to give her everything that I got at the store and the little Christmas decorations I had brought and the pie and did I bring them lemonade and chocolate milk? Probably. That's what I bring for them to drink all the time because her roommate's obsessed with lemonade and my mom's obsessed with chocolate milk. So I probably brought that too. I even sat and like visited with her a little bit. The low vibing part of me wanted to tell her where to shove it. I was pissed. I was so pissed. And she actually made a comment later, like while I was visiting, because she's like, well, I need this and I need this. And then she looked and she goes, I'm going to have to tell somebody else because I know you're not a waitress. (laughs) I was like, okay, Linda. I said, yeah, you give that list to somebody else. Yeah, that low vibe and part of me wanted to tell her where to shove it. But the Phoenix Rising part of me, that was the one that was acting with compassion, holding my tongue, you know, all of those things. And then after that, I actually stopped at my dad's and dropped off flowers for their anniversary. I was tired that day. I had lots of errands to do. And all of it was at like after work at night, you know. But at my dad's, the universe decided to kind of pay me back though because their pups were giving me lots and lots of puppy love. And they're not normally like a very affectionate pups to us or to me at least. And they were totally loving up all on me, Jordan and Blue. We're both give me lots of puppy kisses and my parents were shocked. <laughs> I said, that's the universe. The universe knows I had a crappy ass night. <laughs> I'll gladly accept puppy kisses. So I didn't actually go out there for Thanksgiving. So that whole Thanksgiving dilemma was kind of avoided because I did it a couple days before and did all those things. So I didn't go out on the day of Thanksgiving and I was trying to give myself a little break We were hoping that she'd be able to go back to her apartment, but that, like, as I alluded to earlier, that got squashed like pretty quickly after Thanksgiving, actually. We were told that she wasn't going to be able to go back because of the seizures, which made me think, okay, clearly, I don't know something. You're not telling me every time she's having these seizures. I had gotten a call earlier that week about one, but it didn't seem as severe. I'm like, what's the right word? Because again, they're not the grand mall type of seizures. They're the absent seizure. So it didn't seem as severe. And they said that she really wasn't out of it. And she didn't fall. And she didn't puke on herself. 
and she was pretty coherent like right away afterwards. So, but I don't know if they're not telling us every time that happens or not. It kind of sounds like they're not, but I don't know. Anyways, so we found out that they weren't going to allow her back into her apartment, which I knew would be a huge blow to her. So I was trying to uh, convince my brother to be on a conference call with me when I told her that because, you know, it would be depressing for her and I wanted his support. And then he, he actually just called one day, like a couple days later and said, I already told mom, don't worry about it. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, I know you're freaking out about it. So don't worry about it. I already t- took care of it. I was like, okay, that's good, you know. But at this point, we still didn't have a move-out date. I was told that the person who would tell us was on vacation, so we kind of figured we could coast through part of the holidays. So each time I went out there the next couple times, I kind of just grabbed uh, a bunch of paperwork, and then I grabbed all these extra meds that she had, and I grabbed some toiletries and stuff like that. I just figured it was at least kind of a head start. And during this time, like my mom, each week she came back more fully cognitively together. So she was back to her difficult, to put it nicely, self. (laughs) The self I liked to avoid. She was kind of a bear, actually. She was demanding how to handle things, trying to ask me for passwords so she could order herself stuff, insisting that we see her certain times of the year, Not even that, like insisting, just insisting everything. I don't even know how to state it. She also wanted to make sure we didn't abandon her. Because apparently that's what we did. We abandoned her. I wanted to fucking strangle her, really. Like, I was just like, oh, God. I told her, since you're back 100%, you know, you want to put yourself on all these waiting lists to get into maybe these supportive living apartments and to get out of facility you're in now. So because you're 100% back you're going to do all the forms. Knock yourself out. <laughs> I, I said, I've done all the forms I'm going to do right now. Okay, I'm not going to do anything else. Like She can do it. She can handle it. If she needs copies of something, I will go and make copies for her. But she could handle the rest. She was also very fond of insinuating that I had no business getting rid of her previous apartment. And we had no right to make that determination for her. And it was now my duty to help her out of the situation that I clearly put her in. So I was like, yeah. And it got to the point where I was actually kind of doubting it. Like what happened? Like trying to think about the last six months because it's been kind of crazy. So like, did I do that? Was it wrong? What if I was wrong? You know, there weren't many of those drives home where I did not feel like complete shit and just doubted myself the whole way. And an hour in the car, it's a long time to doubt yourself, you know? Like it was just kind of, I don't know, that low vibing devil was back to winning. Linda was winning in my head again. And yes, I just compared my mom to the low vibing devil. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> my friends and family kept telling me to kind of walk away for a little bit since things were kind of status quo. And we thought we had a little time to get her stuff out. I didn't go away completely though, because she was isolated. They thought that maybe she had COVID. So they had to isolate her. When they did that, I wanted to move some clothes over for her to make sure she had some stuff. And she said nobody would help her because maybe she had COVID. So nobody would go near her. So I went and like moved some stuff over and everything. And she didn't have it. You know, she had a cold. She had the same cold that I had, but her roomie had it. So that's wasn't good. 
you know. So it was good that she was isolated. At the same time, it was also my mom's birthday. So I wanted to see her and bring her some stuff. I did full on tell her during her birthday visit because she again was insinuating that we didn't have the right to do things to her and move her and get rid of her apartment and all of those things. She likes to stay on like a loop of insults, I guess. (laughs) Anyways, I did full on say to her during that visit that we thought she'd be dead by that point. Like full on, we thought she was goner because it was so bad. I'm like, you don't remember it, but it was really, really bad. And we thought you were going to die because it was so fast. And uh, yeah, it was weird. And she just kind of looked at me and she's like, I don't remember. I'm like, I know you don't remember, but this is all the stuff that happened. Are you sure it happened? Which is how she likes to gaslight you. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. Because we were here. I'm sure it happened, you know, but she can't really grasp that concept, I guess, which is probably normal. You know, I don't know. I also told her that I wasn't going to be there for Christmas and my sister was supposed to go. So there was not going to be any Christmas dilemma like there was for Thanksgiving. We are not going to repeat the holiday dilemmas. She wasn't happy about that, but I was like, deal with it. A few days later, we got the phone call that we had to get her out of her supportive living apartment within a week. I was just like, what? Are you serious? It's Christmas. And they answered affirmatively. Yes, we had a week. So Operation Move Linda was on again. I went out there the next day, which was Saturday, the Saturday before Christmas. Luckily, I had a bunch of my Christmas stuff done previously. So I went out there to kind of assess the situation and figure out realistically what we were going to bring and what we weren't going to bring. And I packed up all of her clothes and I took a bunch of stuff to my niece. I went through my mom's bathroom and just called my niece on the phone and said, hey, I've got hair dye. I've got eyelash curler. I've got tweezers. I've got all these things. And so we just went through the whole bathroom and I gave a ton of it to my niece. I took a bunch of stuff myself that was like in the kitchen still. A lot of those little Belvita crackers. I'm like, what the hell? I bought it. I'm going to bring it back to my house. I told my brother to figure out his schedule because I needed him to come in. And he's like, it's the busiest week of the year. I'm like, I don't care. You have to figure this out because I can't take off work any more than I have off for Christmas. So you have to come and you have to help me. Like, I can't do this by myself. In the meantime, my mom was back to freaking out, insisting that we pay for storage. I told her that she really doesn't have anything that's worth paying for. And she kept saying, well, when I get out of here, I'm going to need my videos. I'm going to need my TV. I'm going to need my blankets, my computer. I quickly dashed that idea so she doesn't get fixated on it and just told her that it was very unlikely that she was ever getting out. You know, she hung up on me, which, you know, I kind of expected. So the day after Christmas, my brother came out. I went and picked up my dad. And between the three of us, we got rid of the rest of her stuff in her place. Granted, we left probably 75% of everything and just relinquished the rights to it. I told the coordinator that hopefully one of the other residents can use the stuff. You know, my brother and I popped in to see my mom and uh, she was pissed. I, I had a little gift for her, so I gave it to her, but she was, she was totally pissed off. 
you know, I took a bunch of stuff back from her place to my place that I'm sorting through lots of paperwork that we really hadn't sorted through because we anticipated that she'd be able to do it herself. So now I've got lots of boxes of paperwork, but most of it is stuff that we don't really need. So I am going to sort through all of it. And then I'm going to keep what we need to going to get rid of the rest. And then I am going to sage my house like a crazy woman. I actually did it yesterday. I started yesterday. And I'm going to sage it all the time. Like this coming week, I've got the the house blessing at the epiphany. So I will be cleansing the house again. And I will just continue to cleanse my house once a week until I am all sorted with all this Linda chaos. Because I don't want that juju in my house. I can't have it. This house has been through enough. <laughs> so that's it. Like that's up literally to yesterday. I, I can't believe I kind of feel like we're at the end of this long saga. Whew, gosh, that's kind of crazy. I would like to say to the universe, thank you for the blessings and the lessons. I would appreciate something else to focus on in 2024. I would appreciate it to be positive too. I am no longer accepting the energy that comes with Linda. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to episode 47 of Fix Her Up. I hope that you've learned something from all of my trials and tribulations with Linda. I know I definitely, definitely have. If you like this episode, please smash the like button, follow me, tell your friends, or write me a review. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I can be reached at fixherup01 at gmail.com or 773-236-1112. My socials are mkylied or fix.her.up. My website is www.fixherup.net. If you would like to contribute to Kylie's coffee consumption, please do so by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash fixherup01k for Kylie. I'd really appreciate it. I would like to give a shout out to my friend Susie Q for buying me a coffee. Yay, 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 yay. Thank you so much. Super, super appreciate it. That's it. I'm like, I, I still can't believe I feel like a <laughs> wait, I can't laugh that hard. Sorry. Thanks again. Poopich. See you in a couple weeks.